Hello and welcome to an emergency pod for Call Now. Typically, we do plunge headfirst into the surreal world of infomercial and do so with a touch of levity. Tonight, unfortunately, we are here to, you know, talk about something a little more on the somber side. Um, I'm Dan Sturdivant. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Mark Pedrati and Dave Sandrini. And we are here because earlier this afternoon, we are on Wednesday, July 28, 2021. Legend himself, Ron Popeil, passed away today. Uh, the release that his group sent down said it was suddenly and peacefully uh, at Cedar sinai Medical Center in Los Angeles at the age of 86. Man, it's, I don't know. Even when someone's in their 80s, when there's someone like Ron, who's, I guess for us, been more pervasive in our lives than perhaps for others, um, it was still... I still kind of jumped back when I saw it and had that holy shit moment of saying, oh, wow, Ron actually passed away. Um, he'd been working at least up until recently. Like we talked about the five and one fryer not too long ago. And that's something that they shot, you know, at least in the last five, six years, it seemed like five, 10 years, somewhere in that range. So like, yeah, but um, legend is gone. It's nuts. Yeah. I mean, we see him every week on this. We hear him every week on this. <laughs> Uh, we, we, I think I, I manipulated myself to think that he's just, he's just been, been here the whole time doing his thing. And so maybe he did slow down over the past couple of years. I don't, I can't really, uh, call, you know, call that at this moment, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he's totally going to be missed by us and, and the, the infomercial world. And when you explain infomercials to people, he's, uh, literally the first person that you can kind of point to, to, yes. uh, to help you t- talk about a, a pasta maker, uh, rotisserie. Right. Or like trying to explain our show to people like, yes. it's like, Oh, what do you mean? It's like, well, like, you know, Ron Popeil, right? It's like, yeah, it's like, well, isn't it kind of weird that, you know, like all this stuff that he's done and like all these different products and that mm-hmm. he's just kind of like this famous, non-famous person that everyone's familiar, not familiar with Like, Yeah. That's where we're, Spending a lot of our time these days. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Put his damn name on his company, like Ronco. That's a that's a legendary company. Yeah. 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 And so, so we talked about the pasta maker. We talked about the turkey fryer. We had what now feels like an even more important infomercial when it's him and Arnold together, um, mm-hmm. the only one they ever did together, and they're selling the. Showtime six series plus whatever awfully named knives. Um, that was a fun run, right? To see them side by side, uh, see Ron's two daughters on there. We joked about the the faux family reunion. Um, but everything that we'd heard, even from we talked to Stan Jacobs and we talked to Jan Muller, both of them were pretty much on the same page, especially Jan being effusive in his praise. Um, since he ended up kind of being the the face of a lot of Ron's products, being the guy who was pushing the Showtime rotisserie on QVC, that giving him really a close relationship with him, where obviously Stan had worked with the Morris brothers and produced a lot of their infomercials and was well aware of Ron and, you know, had, I don't think they ever worked together, he said, but, you know, he had nothing ill to say about the guy, but yeah, I, I know we, we picked on Ron uh, in our shows because his style is purely one of a kind, but I think that uniqueness is rooted in how much of a unicorn in this space even that he was because 
He's someone he invented everything that he sold. He's the yeah. only guy who's who's that path, who is a hundred percent this is me, this is what I know, this is what I do, and I can sell it better than you can too. And Even if like Jan said, he might not have been the best, you know, pitch man in history, the fact that he knew every crevice of everything he was selling definitely uh had an impact on his ability to to sling it better than anybody else. Yeah. And the the big thing for me is his transition into TV, which we learned all that from Stan's documentary or kind of put the pieces together through Stan's documentary, which is, yeah, yeah. he was, he was the king of a pitch in sales, um, but also made that jump from being a huckster, you know, to being a household name and being on TV and being, you know, he's pretty, very innovative for that. And the reason yeah. why people like who everyone that we've covered is on TV and also yeah. the reason why uh, some of the great personalities of Stan's documentary couldn't make that transition because it's a massive one to go from yeah. strictly sales, you know, colorful, fun, crazy, you know, keep people's attention for 20 minutes, uh, person to person to yeah. making a 30 minute show, which is, it's no easy thing, you know? Yeah. It's a think about, sport. yeah. Think, think about when the ABA merged with the NBA how basketball completely changed in the eighties. And before yeah. that, like think about those players that played pre ABA to post ABA joining in the eighties and the ones that could hang with the new type of basketball. Those mm -hmm. are the legends. And we're looking, you know, it's the birds, it's the, it's the magic, you know, birds, the magic, those were the new ways. But like, think of Ron yeah. Popeil as the guy that made that transition between, between yeah. pitching on um, pitching there in front of people to being the Dr. most J. successful. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Dr. J that's he's Dr. J. He's there. the merger. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not an expert because we don't know the timeline, but I would bet he's five years ahead of whoever the next person is who comes in to do that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think, I think he's yeah. even farther ahead of it. Like, yeah. Cause the Morrises were, were there along with it as, you know, as we discussed the, the Vitamix was technically the first infomercial. Um, but Ron's Chopomatic first infomercial was 1959 that oh, really? he laid down a half hour, right? Like yeah. that's bananas. And in the early 50s, he's credited as being the first person to do the first minute long infomercial, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it cost him 500 bucks for that, uh, to get that produced and distributed. Um, oh. But like he's, yeah, he's such an innovator and it's really that and again going back to his book too salesman of the century he was an inventor one and more than a pitch man he was a marketer like that's what he was thinking about was what can i do to differentiate in the marketplace so he's like yeah i can pitch because i'm comfortable with it and i know the product inside and out and i can demonstrate it that's fine but how can i do this a different way a better way like the the inventor mindset of kind of how to move the product or like the inventor's mindset didn't stop at the product itself. It continued into how do I get this into people's hands, into their houses. Um, so, yeah, it's it's nuts that uh, I know probably what a year ago it would have been like, an oh, man, thing. And now it's like, oh, man, I feel like I lost uh, like a distant family member. I'm like, oh, wow. Like I'm. <laughs> <laughs> Take, we have taking a step awards, or two back you know we have awards named after him we have man you know he's in he's in our intros he's we bring him up every, 
Like we we use him as a litmus test on basically right. all Ron of our points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did you know he's he got um, parodied on I Love Lucy? Did you know that one, Dan? I only no, SNL. I knew the SNL one. Yeah, yeah. I knew the uh, the the Bassomatic, but yeah. That's kind um, of crazy and old school. When is he? When does that happen in old school? Did you read that? Ooh, I'm. I consider myself Wait, a, an old school aficionado. It says appeared on everything from The Simpsons to old school. Is he Wait in old school? That might. We need well, to that's something. Up. Yeah, I think Dave, you've stumbled into a corner of things that we need to investigate further, and we are going <laughs> to, you know, do things correctly. Um, we are going to take well, the time. Excuse and... me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> no. Hey, just ask Tom. T- Tom will tell you what he's I in. know, right? Tom tells you everything everybody's in. Yeah. 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 Tom Purvis should just um, have IMDb reroute to his direct phone line. Um, <laughs> he is movie phone. But no, Dave, what I'm saying is um, everything you're saying and more, we are going to cover in depth. Yeah. yeah no, um, so, you know, the, the next episode that'll come out from us is our deep dive on the John Abdo Bunny Thigh Doer. And then the following week we'll have, I think, the the proper recognition for the career of Ron Pope Peel. Um, you know, kind of dig into all this stuff and find all these little pieces, like some of the things you're you're running into now, Dave. Cause I think, yeah. Yeah. He's it's a pervasive personality of sorts where it's everywhere. And then again, um, I was talking to my mother in law or a little earlier tonight. And I said, you know, Ron Pope Peel, she's like don't not ring bells. I was like, set it and forget it. And she's like, eh. I was like, GLH, the hair in the cage. Like, oh yeah, I bought that for my for Jeff. I was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it's like within how many questions can I get you to recognize the commercial personality? I think that's um, you know, Ron it's, definitely it, has the shortest list of questions to get there for those people. It's the two degrees mm-hmm. of Ron Popeil. It like Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Just, I can ask you I can ask you two questions and you will have bought one of these products or have mm-hmm. used it yourself. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But yeah, but yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's you know, like I said, we'll we'll get into things a lot more. Um, I can't believe we never never heard the term the entourage before. Wow, mm-hmm. that's in the release um, that <laughs> that his group sent out today. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's that's stunning. I'm sure we'll uncover a lot more stuff. I'm sure a lot's going to be written in the next week or so as well, um, mm-hmm. which will definitely help us out. But um, but yeah. Ron will be missed, but he'll definitely, as long as the internet stays up, uh, he'll definitely live forever, um, both between okay. the plethora of infomercials and commercials that are out there and um, all of his products that are still being sold wow. all over the place. And yeah. us. because, And most importantly, Call <laughs> Now Podcast. The Ronnies, the- baby. Because like Jordan <laughs> Belfort, we're not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> It's what Dan, wanted. Yeah. Dan, what um forget about Mark and I. What's your favorite Ron product? Because you're the expert. My favorite Ron product. One. I think so. One of my favorite ones was always um the food dehydrator because that seems like such an unimportant, unusable, unnecessary product. Mm-hmm. Um and it's also one that my my grandfather owned so like my grandfather who i've also diagnosed part of my my infomercial affliction uh tracing it back to my my maternal grandfather and him owning and using a floby um his garage being full of as seen on tv products and then also him going through a big food dehydrating phase 
Where's it go? <laughs> We're going to going to grandpa's house. I hope he's got those banana chips. And he yeah. did. He always did yeah. because venison, <laughs> venison jerky. I, I think he was too lazy. I think you know this oh, grab was yeah. definitely more on the. He was more tuna, of the hands off. Tuna jerky. He was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely more uh, more pitchman than inventor. The this grandpa. Um, yeah. But <laughs> he kept the surface level. But yeah, Dave, for what, yeah, that interaction Dave, always had that close to me. Dave, what's yours? Out of our our limited knowledge. Oh boy! Because um, Dan, Dan went nostalgic, and I have a nostalgic one, and I talked about it before. I like Dan's, but I don't know anything about it because I'm less familiar. You will. So I I would probably say, <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess I'll say the pasta maker because it was my first, uh, it was my first run in with Ron. Yeah. Um, and it which is a which is a good product, which what is a fine great inroad. But yeah. just <laughs> I was completely baffled and mystified by yeah. what he was infusing his pasta with um i and it was a moment you know this is personal but it was a moment that i you know was like i did i was not in kansas anymore that was my yeah. my hazel moment in the <laughs> call now universe is ron putting things into pasta and really? i was like whoa i may have made a mistake here you're like i know the magic bullet was silly you're like i brought up the bullflex because I get, I get that and then you're like uh-oh oh uh-oh, <laughs> uh-oh. <laughs> Right. Dave, it's it's got to be mine too, just because I know I talked about it on the, in the pasta maker yeah. episode. But I just re- I remember my dad just being like, "Oh yeah, we had that thing." I don't know why we stopped using it. He's like, "The pasta was great, and we used it once, and that was it." He's like, "I I really don't know why we stopped using it." Which well, did like, your dad also send Ron a letter about the um about the yeah. molding deficiencies of it and making it an offer to help help repair it? He did, yeah. yeah. He found some shit shit parts to it. And yeah, how he could make it better. Always negotiate. Better. Yeah, yeah. Always. So, yeah. Captain Feeney. Yeah. Yeah. Captain Feeney, the original Captain Feeney. Yeah. yeah. Does, it, does anybody know that? <laughs> yeah. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Well, listen. Yeah. So we'll we'll talk a lot more about Ron coming up, but uh, you know, in, in all sincerity. Um, mm. The you know thoughts with his family, obviously, and you know it's a it's a loss for all of us, all of us infomercialists, as I choose to think of. At least me, you guys are stuck with me, so mm-hmm. you are too. No, R- yeah. R.I.P. Ron. Eighty six is uh that's a good run, man. It's a good run. Yeah, I'd sign yep. up for eighty six. Yep, yep. I'm in for that. Yep, going one hundred and fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Changed the game. Put his name on his goddamn apron. Sold his shit. Killed. Brought his family in, invented, pitched, made a lot of money, died at 86. Oh, yeah. Hell of a hell of a run, Ron. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, if you told little Ron in that boarding school that this was going to be the run, he'd be like, that sounds right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Off the bone. Yeah. Off the bone, baby. Yep. Mm-hmm. Dave, you said it. Rest in peace, Ron. Thank you, everybody. We'll talk to you again soon. And you should still... Um, have fun at your apartments. Yeah. Always have fun. Thank you all for tuning in. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, or follow on your preferred podcast medium. And for all things Call Now, visit callnowpodcast.com. And if you want to connect with the boys, you can find them at callnowpodcast on Twitter and Instagram, or send them an email at callnowpodcast at gmail.com. And if you can't fight the urge to pick up the phone and call now, you can leave them a voice message at 617-356-7439. 
If you call in the next 30 minutes, you might just be the next star of Call Now. Thanks again for listening. I hope you tune in next time to Call Now. Thank you for listening. This has been a B-plus effort. We'll try harder next time.